Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies, buddies talking about, talking about cinema. cinema. Hey. Oh, whoa, whoa. This is Cinebuds. I'm 89 Susan Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about large men. No, wait, wait, it's the opposite. Oh, it's little women. Yeah, little women. Talking about little women. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sisters. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Ow, Joe! I want to be an artist in Rome and be the best painter in the world. Little Women. Yeah. Directed by Greta Gerwig. Do you want to, I mean, you want to give us a plot rundown? Yeah. If uh, all of you should know this because you should read the classics, uh, but it's essentially about a family, a mother and her four uh, daughters and their lives as they grow up together, facing uh, sickness and death. Uh, it's during the war. The father's away. The war. The, the civil war. That's the one. Yeah, I still. I'm very old. I still <laughs> refer to that as <laughs> the war. The war. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you see them develop and marry or not marry and and how each of them with their very identifiable characters kind of grows. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, Yeah. It's been, it was a book and then it has been several movies. Yeah. What did you think about uh, Greta Gerwig's version of Little Women? So I felt pretty confident I was going to like it. Uh, Yeah. I like all those actors like Greta Gerwig and that's a great story. So I thought, yeah, oh, I'm going to like this, no problem. I was not prepared for liking it as much as I like. Oh, that's so great. Halfway through, I was like, oh, I'm going to need tissues. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mm-hmm. was not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I went out to the lobby and got napkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was astounded by it. It's, a, it's, it's interesting you have that same story. You've seen it before. This was such a fresh, nice take on it. It was so well done period piece but it still felt a little contemporary through their performances what was the singular thing that you thought that it did best or that you liked the most i did notice and it's not enough to take you out of the film but it's a period piece but for some reason their demeanors and their cadences and their voices felt contemporary i absolutely agree yeah good and it was refreshing and it again not so much that you would like if you weren't paying attention, like you would notice it or, or that it would bring you out of it, but it's, it's not as stuffy as like a period piece you feel about. That was my favorite part too, is that it's a book that was written in the late 1800s. And so sometimes the tendency for actors is to kind of be up here. Yeah, the transcontinental accent. Yes, is to, is to kind of like be stuffy with the delivery and be stiff with that vocabulary and the words that are given. And uh, they brought these words to life. I think the best performance was Florence Pugh, who was in Midsummer as well, does, I I thought did the greatest job of reading the script so effortlessly. Yeah, she was very natural. Bringing real personality to uh, uh, these words that you could easily, could just be so stiff and tight and uptight, yeah. she had 
uh, just like heart and and candor that was uh, that really like brought the whole thing to life and made you just like yeah. I just I just loved that and I loved the movie for that. I have a lot of thoughts on the actors, which I'll save for the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But yeah, on. I have a lot to dig in f- with some of these performances. So all right, we're gonna talk more about all that uh, just after the break. Stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Okay, and we're back. Thanks for sticking around, folks. So I don't think that you can talk about this movie without... uh, The main thing is the ensemble cast. Yeah. That is what, such a good cast. Such a good cast, and it makes up though. It's the whole March family. The March, um, the March family is Joe March is played by Saoirse Ronan. Meg is Emma Watson. Amy is Florence Pugh. Beth is Eliza Scanton. Is Eliza Scanlon, and the the mother is played by Laura Dern, and then Timothy Chalamet plays Laurie, which is yeah. their their neighbor. Plus, you have uh, you have Chris Cooper as their neighbor's father. Yeah, he was great. amazing, and Meryl Streep as the Aunt March. Which <laughs> um, you know that it. when you just kind of forgot that Meryl yeah. Streep was in this movie, <laughs> oh, that yes. the other performances are so so and the good. Young ingenue, I believe. <laughs> Meryl Streep also appears, whatever. Um, do you want to go about on individual oh, performances? Man. I'll tell you what. Uh, so Florence Pugh did a great job. Saoirse Ronan always kills it, and she was phenomenal again. There is a scene pretty early on where Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet are at like a, a gathering together, yeah. and then they go outside. Oh, yeah, and they dance. They dance mm-hmm. outside, and the smile on my face <laughs> when they are dancing, yeah. I was like, I could have watched the a whole movie yeah. of Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet dancing together outside of this dance. Something, everyone in this film is charming as hell. Oh my God, like, I even know. Even Aunt March to be this grumpy, very kind of mean, almost, charming as hell. Yes. It, I'll tell you an overarching thing. Another thing, when you asked, what is your best thing you like most about this movie? I, I, I do like the contemporary style of, of a bit, but honestly, I was thinking about it while watching it. There's no villains in this movie. So right. It is a movie about wonderful people doing wonderful things. Sure, there's conflicts here and there. Um, right. But it's and delightful Amy. people loving each other. Right. So hard. Yes. It, it just fills you up. It's and really great. And it's like the villains are, you know, like Amy does something that's really bad, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, then you, you were like, how could she do this thing? But she's not a villain. You yeah, still she's like, not terrible. she's not terrible. Like you still love her. It's just, it's people just being people and doing like, we all yeah. do have done terrible things to our siblings. Right. You know? And that scene in particular, it's set up so you can see the forgiveness, like, cause your sisters, cause you always love and take care of your sisters. 
Right. It is, I mean, the movie just makes you feel good without having too much of that, like, oh, that person, I really, that person's got to get it. I don't right. which I love that feeling. I love the feeling of, like, that's a villain. I need that person to get it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it is also nice to once in a while have a feeling where, oh, I just need to love each other so much. I hope it works out. Yeah. And the, I loved Timothy Chalamet. Like, yeah. one, this I loved that this movie was an excuse for Timothy Chalamet to wear beautiful outfits. And he's a, can I just say like he's such a little fella. He is he is very slight. Um but every <laughs> single outfit they put him in I was just like man, I love this. Yeah. It like looked so good in so many different outfits <laughs> and uh, I you know the role that he plays with the sisters. Yeah. I I loved that. I loved how that relationship moves. And I also, like, I have never read Little Women, yeah. and there's been multiple remakes, and pre- some some of them pretty big, yeah. that I, I had not seen. So I was coming into this movie just knowing that this is a beloved book yeah. and a movie that's been made multiple times that I should have seen that I have not. Right. Um, and so I, I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I loved Chalmette. I'd like to point out a couple other people in this movie. Um Honestly, the standout to me was um, I love when you see those quiet, subtle performances, Mm -hmm. which we talked about a lot last year. There's a lot of really good ones last year Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe the year before. I don't know. But um, Beth March, who doesn't you would think doesn't get a lot of airtime because she plays the the one that gets sick. Mm -hmm. And so she's a little more delicate. She She just like is known as being the quiet. one. Yeah, she's the quiet one. And she's sick. She loves the piano and. Yeah, uh, Chris Cooper's character, who's the neighbor, um, misses his daughter who's gone, and he lets her come and play the piano. The scene where he just suggests that she come over and play the piano Ugh. when she wants moved me to tears. Because I... she, her face is so excited, but she's trying to be reserved and appreciative at the same time. And then later, he gifts her with a piano, yeah, and she just stares. The, all the other uh, I got goosebumps with yeah, you recalling yeah. the scene. All the other girls are like fussing over the piano. She just walks out the door, walks all the way to his house, and tries to express her appreciation. Ends up hugging him. <laughs> her her performances are so are smaller, but the most effective to me. Yeah. Every time she spoke, I was like, "Oh, here I go, uh, here I go." And I I was ready for that relationship to turn into something nasty. Yeah, and I was right. so glad that it was just. It it was just, uh, you know, Ple- like it was good, just nice. He just maybe it was he, just good. He became family. I love yeah. the Chris Cooper character because he's kind of in the background for the most of the film, mm-hmm. and he has his face in general has the look of what would probably be a villain. His hair is very he's rich. Right. So you're like oh yeah. But there's a moment where all the girls are in his house with Timothy Chalamet's his son. He's there, and then there's this tutor. And they have so much energy, and they're filling this house with like excitement. Like oh, I want to read this book. Oh, I would love to play the piano. And they love it. And they're like, thank you so much. You guys are great. Thanks for helping with my hand. And as soon as they walk out, all of the men are just looking around. And you can even see Timothy Chalamet's face gets kind of sat, like kind of down because all that life has just come left their house and they miss them instantly. And and that is like what this movie captures that is so difficult to capture, which is like the that that feeling of kinetic energy yeah. between family. There is tumbling you know, around or like coming together in a group you're not having conversations that are straight ahead you're not having like dialogues kind of like everybody's in here and it's like 
the you just like swoop in and get a moment of like everybody just trying to like contribute their thing yeah. and there's so much like known language there yeah, that like sister like like siblings in general would be yeah. talking over each other and yeah. trying to get like more it, attention. It's and, so hard to to capture that and it did it so well. Yeah. It it really did a wonderful job of being just this you invest in them, you want all of them to do well and you and you feel their emotions. They, she did so well. There's also a few touches that Greta Gerwig did, uh, like when letters were being read or written, where you see the the person looks into the camera and recites the mm. letter. Like, I got a letter from this man. So they cut to the man who's reading it. These these are kind of more modern touches that I really thought made it made it really nice. Sometimes I feel like I've gone through this phase of like movies that kind of like comment on themselves. Uh-huh. Um, I used to love it. Yeah, I was like. A movie like looking into the camera, oh, talking, talking yeah, to yeah, the camera, yeah. or like it being about it. I was like, that is like the pinnacle of like a <laughs> movie acknowledging its existence as a like movie. Spike Lee and then Deadpool know. ruined it for me. Listen, <laughs> you keep railing against Deadpool, one of the best uh, superhero movies ever made. Ugh. Come on. Um, and I like the so, Deadpool ruined so, Little Women. For so, <laughs> sometimes, like, no sometimes movie can be a little too meta. Um, but I I thought that this movie was great at um, being yeah, able didn't do too much in this. It didn't do it too much. Saoirse Ronan's character is writing the book, yeah. and it did a great job of like acknowledging that this is in fact a story, yeah. and there are parts that are story, and that she is writing it. Um, I thought it was just enough to like be a little nod and a wink, yeah, and uh, make it make it more interesting and. Uh, um, than like than pulling yeah. me out of it or it being like some kind of trick. Because the the one really time they did it. it, I don't know if this is really counts as that, but they did what is essentially a dream sequence, which I did not know was a dream sequence at first. Classic and dream sequence. It was filled with like, oh, wonderful, wonderful, and then you realize it's a dream and that didn't happen, and then I was instantly like, my I, I couldn't see the I couldn't see the screen. Yeah, yeah. I was swimming in it because uh-huh. I was just like. No, I know. It really, oh man, it built me up. Weirdly, I think the thing that didn't work in this movie uh, yeah. was Bob Odenkirk. Disagree. Strong disagree. Oh, Strong do you disagree. really? Strong disagree. I, I felt like when he came onto the screen, it was just so apparent that like this is Bob Odenkirk. No, I agree with that. <laughs> it's so strange. I agree with that. I think it was an odd choice. And for, <laughs> so- but I immediately like, I love that you chose him. And I don't it could have been anybody. Totally get it. I don't either. But I loved seeing him up there. And there was like moments. He only had a couple Shelf? of lines, and he's just standing there. And he had a great look. Mm. Uh, so I was like, "That's good." But he said a few things when he when he escorts Aunt March, and she's being a little bit like sassy mm-hmm. with him. He just he was he had a, did a very good job of being just like. Yeah, like agreeing with him. Like, he did. You, you made a mistake in marrying my my or my brother, who is Bob Odenkirk, and he's like, you're probably right or whatever. He handles her really well, and then later on, there's a scene. It's just like music, and you. It's like um, what is it? Like a, a montage of them having dinner, and oh no, something about going to California, and he's like, she's like, oh, I, I like to go to California, and she and. Lord Dern's like, you're not going. He goes, I'm going. He just suddenly bursts out and j- is joking around, uh-huh. which is very Bob Odenkirk. I'm like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It and does he, take you out of it a tiny bit for me, but I took just me out. loved it, though. I, I love that you loved it. He does, <laughs> he does say the line, little women. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he, He's got he gets, the titular line. He does. It's my little women. Uh, oh, man. No, I loved it. I went with my mom. 
Yeah. And she was confused by the storyline. The timeline? By the timeline. Yeah, they do go back and forth in in the timeline. And I will I film. will I'm not throwing my mom under the no, bus no, no, here. Sure. Um there were times you re, you did have you to have to, pay, you have yeah. to pay attention. I think that's an understandable thing to be a little confused. I, I think that, fine, I think it's understandable. You too. do have to pay attention and they give you the they, she's really good at giving you the cues. So even if you don't know instantly, it'd be like a right. few seconds you're like, "Oh, because right, now she's there, so now up. it's later." Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think they did. He she did a good job, and um, uh, but yeah, you just got to pay attention, which uh, a good smart film should make you pay attention. Where what else are you gonna do in the theater? Yeah, Little Women. I think one of my favorite movies of last year. I mean, technically, it was a last year movie, I guess, right? Yeah. So had I seen this, it would definitely be in my top ten. It was in my top ten. Yeah. 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 Um, Oscar nominated, best uh, picture nominated, s- Little Women. S- Snubbed. Snubbed. Greta Gerwig snubbed. I wish, you know, um, I know Greta, I've heard it. I know Greta listens to the show. Greta. So, Greta, I want to tell you, you're you're a best director to me. On us, the Cinnabuds. Um, I, I have heard people talk about a nomination for Ensemble Cast. Yeah. And I think that that wouldn't be a bad shout for, yeah. um, for an award show. I'm not going to say... The Oscars yeah, because yeah. we're leaving the Oscars. Yeah, Oscars are canceled. <laughs> Oscars are canceled. We're we're moving on to the Independent Spirit Awards. I think it'd be a great category for and, that awards. Yeah, and I don't know if it's Independent Spirit or Gotham Awards, but one of them does have an ensemble cast award, which wow. does make sense. Already on top of it. Yeah, because this was a great ensemble cast. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Good job. Good job, Little Women. Great. Kevin, what else are you watching? Um. Have I seen? I don't. Honestly, I haven't seen much since the last time we recorded. I've seen uh, Little Women. I saw Cats. Oh, I watched in the span of two days. I watched Cleo from five to seven. Oh yeah. Um, by Agnes Varda. Yeah, Agnes Varda. Thanks. Our, our faves. Um, Cleo five to seven is so good. It's called Cleo from 5 to 7 because it takes place, it follows Cleo, who's our main character, mm-hmm. from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Right. And it's an hour and a half movie. So it, it basically takes time or takes place like in real time, which is wonderful. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's Agnes Varda. It's black and white, Paris, 1962. Everyone just looks so good. Yeah. And it's like Paris in the early 60s <laughs> is just gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, it's such a wonderful movie. It, like, it's done so close to real time that it, it like, looks like a like a doc or, like, they're just following people. But then Agnes Varda, you know? She has, like, a couple times she does a cut where she'll, like, repeat the cut. Yeah. You know, or a jump cut. And it's just, like, a she reminder that this is... Flares, yeah. yeah, those little stylish flares. I just absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. Um, and then I watched... Nyack the Hero, which is 1966 Raj, um, Rajit Ray, oh, yeah. the Indian director. Mm-hmm. And uh, it follows this Indian. He's a very famous singer in India, and he's on a train. Uh, and so the whole thing takes place on this train in India. And uh, it was so good. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely incredible. So, like, these two, and, like, uh, Cleo is also about a singer in Paris yeah. in the mid '60s, and then this is about like a singer in India oh, in the yeah. mid '60s. Good pairing. It was just like a weird parallel, but both movies were just so absolutely good. Uh, a great another singing film uh, by Agnes Varda 
called One Sings, The Other Doesn't. I, I might be paraphrasing the title, but that's roughly the title. Sounds great. It is I'm, a very strange here. movie about these two friends. One sings and the other doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, coming up, I want to talk about, just real quick, uh, in February is Black History Month. Yeah. And um, at the Oriental Theater, there is some great Black History Month programming. Yeah, you told me that there's a D'Angelo that is one I'm going to be Duh. at for sure. I am a big D'Angelo fan. Yeah, man. And it's called Devil's Pie D'Angelo. It's a documentary about him. Uh, we have a shorts program called Black Women, Both Sides of the Lens. We're showing a 35-millimeter uh, presentation of Love and Basketball. Oh, I saw that. I got that email. Yeah. And uh, right something that own. was at the festival that did really well, I believe it won uh, the Black Lens uh, Award, is the remix, Hip Hop uh, and fashion. Uh, so it's about hip hop and fashion and the history of it and contemporary fashion and hip hop, but it did really well at the festival and we're bringing that back as well. Fashion, but, basketball, um, D'Angelo. You can check out the website for more deets. More deets. That's coming up in February. But right. Yeah, I'll see you at Devil's Pie. Yeah. I say that sentence all the time. <laughs> this is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited. Thank you, DJ Kenny Perez. Oh, is it him? We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. So inspiring those sonic. Our <laughs> our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Huey Lewis and the Newski. We also get uh, help from Associated Bank. Oh, I appreciate it. Also, thank you. Uh, Members of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Yeah, they're all wonderful, and I would like you all to come to my home. And thank you, above all, Please. beyond everyone, Please. the most worthy of thanks. I need thank it. you, K Polly. That's all I ask for. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, bye. <laughs>